0: Happiness is all we ever wanted. I can't ask for more. Hey, look. I pull up in Uber just to study.
1: What's up guys? My name is Matt Young. This is Hip Hop Entrepreneurs. I have my co-host with me here, Rez. You know the vibes, what's up? It's the beginning of 2020. It's a new year. We're going season two on Hip Hop Entrepreneurs. We took a short break. We're coming back now. Stronger, better than ever. We have uh, an amazing guest today. I was about to say the best guest ever, but I didn't want to like smack talk other guests. You know yeah, what
0: I no, we're positive vibes only. Here.
1: Blizz, you are our best guest and uh, best guest, and everyone else is also our best guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I like to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Blizz is uh, a music producer, audio engineer, studio owner, all around hip hop entrepreneur, and we have the pleasure of working with him, knowing him personally. Ari, uh Res, you specifically work with him. You go in the studio a lot. Uh, he taught you pro tools. What what else do you think you've learned from him? Like just like big, big concepts.
0: Honestly, like I'd say the biggest concept that trickles down in everything else is mindset. Because like it, it's really easy as a creative to not see the results you're looking for and then just start becoming complacent which I face sometimes you know I'm saying I'm not exempt to it but I think bouncing it off to someone who has the same goals and stuff and then getting his insight because he's lived through a lot more than I have you know I'm saying but there's we're doing the same exact thing we're on the same path so it's kind of like uh I guess uh mindset coaching sometimes um overall you know if I need a bounce if if I need advice on how to make a move you know I mean he's seen situations before and stuff like that um and you know I can help him in certain stuff too you know what I'm saying so it's really both ways
2: a whole lot help me a whole lot you know and, and different things yeah it's mind over matter but you know we had to be able to bounce ideas from each other and, I, and I, I like that really a whole lot
1: that's the best kind of partnership it's not a not too strong in one direction or the other it's not just give 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 ask 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 you know what it's um it's give and pull you know because that's what uh, a real friendship is a mentorship you know people, 2 way street partners in crime yeah yeah uh so that's what we're going to be talking about today we're going to be going into uh blizz got the beats <laughs> follow him on instagram bgb bgb mm. yeah so Uh, This is, this is a new setup for us too. We're in a place called Rec Philly. It's in the fashion district in Center City, Philadelphia. Mm We we got a professional studio that we're running out now instead of that Jank setup we had before.
2: Yeah, this this is awesome. Jank <laughs> setups is actually where this started from. So yeah. don't discredit Jank setups. They are the ones that get you going. Yeah, for you really. yeah,
1: if you ever want to do a podcast, like start on your phone, do something. You know, like, you, use mm-hmm. what you got. Don't think you have to have something fancy to start. Yeah, it depends what phone you have. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: you have an yeah. iPhone four, maybe back up, but like at least you have an iPhone. At least you don't have green text. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Mac top no shout green out, text
2: over here. Give me (laughs) All
1: right. So, Blizz. Tell us a little bit about you, man. Where were you born? Where'd you come up?
2: Well, I was born in Philadelphia here. You know, I was born in Philadelphia, uh, uptown. I was actually like born, more raised in North Philly than uh, uptown, but uh, I was born in Philadelphia just to give that quick answer for you. you okay. Know? Are you still wearing a backpack? I am definitely still wearing what a are you backpack. Going for a stay a while. Backpacks are in. You can't go nowhere without a
0: backpack. <laughs> it's a fashion statement. It, it is. It really I asked is. him the same <laughs> question before.
2: So you've never lived outside of Philly? uh no no i never lived outside of philly even though i would like to Mm -hmm. what did you call did you you call it uptown philly yeah so you got uptown you got north philly you got west philly so there's different parts like you know it's not as deep as new york but you know yeah yeah you're different parts and places that you come from and yeah mine was uptown where i really like resided at most of the time
1: okay so like we've only been living in philly for about half a year at this point what is the difference between north philly and uptown philly the people
2: <laughs> no, no no so it's it's not really it's like a a, a street it's like okay. one street you cross and you're in north philly and you cross back over and then you're in uptown going towards mm-hmm. what they call mount airy and like suburban, like a little bit like there so the difference is just you know um the culture the culture that's exactly
1: what i was wondering i was like what is the what is the cultural difference is it like um uh is it more like because uh, I know in Fishtown there are more younger people. Like there are a lot of bars out there, like yoga studios. Um there's, so, a, a, and there's a pole dancing studio where you can learn to do that. And Rez I'm looking at you. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so
2: so uh, yeah, like like Fish Town, you would, you would say is more like college. You know, yeah. more college and, and people that's coming into Philly. Uh, North Philly is like your urban area, mm. um, and then like Uptown is like urban, but think they better than as well. Think they better than like North Philly urban. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I feel like, Do they, um, is that the point? Cause Philly is all townhomes, like everything's just connected. Yeah. Uh, is like uptown, like where it starts, like you get a little bit more space?
2: No, not really. I mean, you get a bigger, bigger, like real estate, but you don't, you you're still kind of next to each other. You can find some sprinkled here and there, but okay. when you got to go out the other way towards like Delaware County media
1: area. So yeah. Okay. So when you were coming up, Like, were you, were you always into music? Did you play instruments when you were younger? So I, I, play instruments to
2: get out of class. <laughs> so I was always into music. I always like music. I, I was just be around the house, like banging on the little bells. I don't even know what it's called, like, mm-hmm. like annoying my mother. But, uh, it was just like, I always was into it. But at one time it was just getting out of class, playing the violin because I wanted to feel a little special. But then after that, it was like music was like an outlet for me to stay out the streets. Um, you know, I, After, like, middle school, I was going to high school, you know, getting into a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And one time I just started not to go to school. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I noticed I was in the streets, and then I met uh, a group of people uh, called Shadow Tracks, and they started teaching me the ins and outs of music. I had my first, like, I worked off of an MPC 4000, and that's like a beat machine. It's a relic. And it's like. It was before computers. You know what I'm saying? So you sat there and they, they taught me that and they taught me DJing. And after that, I just like stayed with them. Like not literally stayed with them, but I, I'll skip school just to go there. Mm-hmm. And, Did you say before computer? How old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm 30. You know what I'm saying? I'm 30, but like it was like I, I was. So my generation is the generation that crossed from like. We, I'm in between Like mm-hmm. I'm a millennial And the baby boomer type Like in in Like right in between Because I was like in 89 So like I seen a little bit of everything mm-hmm. So I was able to experience Some things that Most people I remember when AOL came out And was like <laughs>
1: <laughs> My parents were still paying for that Until like five years ago
0: oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember Did they my, just forget about it. Right there? <laughs> it's
1: one of those things. My mom just came up to me. She's like, "I'm still paying for my email. What am I doing?" Holy crap! Yeah, so I, I got to experience that. But yeah, so it, you know, so I,
2: I learned some of that, and it was it was a way to help me stay out of out of trouble. What was that group you said? It was it was called Shadow Tracks. They Shadow. actually still do stuff now. We actually going to collaborate this year, but. Um, they call Shadow Tracks is a is a big company. It's a, well, it's a non profit company that actually takes kids and show them how to express themselves through art. Okay, and you've been with them for like fifteen years. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been since I was like 15 16 So yeah, if I'm from thirty now. Yeah, <laughs> Dang. sixteen years. That's
1: crazy. Doing the math. Shout out to Shadow Tracks. Talk about giving back to an organization. Yeah, man, that's that's dope. Long term investment. So you you start running with these guys who like you were doing music first you were started running with other people who were doing music you you told me a little bit about how you were working in the trucking industry were you still doing music at that time um
2: i, I yeah i was still doing music at that time it wasn't as heavy um because at that point i was um you know just trying to provide for my family because at that point i had two kids and um, I needed to make sure that I can create, you know, a foundation for them. So I started doing the truck industry um, and, and actually like doing the CDL more than trucks because I was like in different like school buses and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so I got into that and I was still doing music, but I was just I was more focused on stability at that time. That was a time I was actually getting my mind together to know how to think, mm-hmm.
1: to be able to like continue to do what I wanted to do. Right. And just building up a foundation, setting yourself up for the future for what you really wanted to do. But like when you were doing trucking, did, you said you were getting your mindset together and all that. Right. Were you doing that with the intention of, I know I want to open up a studio. I know I want to record people. I know I want to make, uh, instrumentals for people to use in their songs and their projects. And you were saving up and like working toward that. Or was that kind of something that just, came up and you're like, I've always liked music and this is the direction I choose to take it. So it,
2: it, Music is always and will always be the, you know, number one goal and the number one thing. So I always had an idea that I wanted to have a studio or, or be able to provide music to people for that. So trucking was actually literally the vehicle to be able. That's, to a, that's that. a good,
0: I like that. Yeah. Trucking was the vehicle? <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. You got jokes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So yeah, Kill trucking it. was
1: definitely like the the vehicle for that. Okay. So at what at what point in your life did you stop uh driving a truck? Were you in your late 20s, early 20s, mid 20s? It was it was my my mid
2: 20s. I actually like my truck truck life was really short-lived. It wasn't nothing long-term. I, I I'm more people don't know but I'm more of a family person, you know, so like when I was away from my kids and they couldn't see me and all that stuff like you know what I'm saying? It just was like, I couldn't, I couldn't hold on to that. So being out on the road all the time and then at the time having a girlfriend thinking like, you know, hearing the truck stories, you go out on the road, you paying bills, you come back somebody else in your bed. And he's mm-hmm. like, holy crap, I would have went to jail. So I was just <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm going to like, you know, figure out a way to do something local. And it, so that truck life was a little short lived.
1: So when you opened up your studio then, you, 'cause you went from trucking like was was there anything in between? It was in between was space and time. It was a school
2: bus it was a school bus company that okay. I was working with and I was doing that and, you know, just just, you know, living and that was the a regular local em- adaptation. Yeah, that was a local adaption. And then, you know, I found you know, found a couple people I was that had the same interest with me and we kinda like partnered up and made some things happen. Cause actually the studio that I'm at now was already kinda established.
1: But it was just like it was it was empty. So the studio that you said it was established and right. it was empty. This was in a building where you and a handful of other local entrepreneurs were not not quite renting out the space, right? Somebody else owned the building, right. and then you were technically employees of the building owner.
2: Well, no, no, we wasn't employees of the building, no, not at all. It was more as like a, a leasing here. So like, okay. just how like, you know, they have it established here where they don't own this space, but they, they, they lease
1: the space right. and but it's their space. I thought for some reason there was some kind of like, um, like special hookup, like, Rez, you were telling me about this, I think, right? Like, uh, someone like the LLC and the bi- building owner or something.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not, I think, uh, pretty much what I was trying to say is that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Right? right. Basically, the whole building is an LLC, and everybody inside is a is a contractor.
2: Right. So so okay. it's just like it's just like this this fashion district. The fashion di- district is an LLC, but you have all businesses inside of here that leases out and rents the space. Okay. So it's the same concept, but just with music and entrepreneurship. They're
0: that like happens. employees in a sense.
1: Right. And everybody in there is it's very interesting. It's like. Geared toward the same kind of culture, like there's a barbershop in there. What other businesses are a in tattoo there? shop? Is so, a tattoo it parlor, was,
2: it, it was It's a barbershop, it was a tattoo shop. We actually changed that right now. We're actually uh, going into having a uh, just like a photography studio, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in, the, in a music recording studio, of course. And then we had a lounge where everybody can lounge out, you can have a little party, you can do things like that, all kinds of stuff like that. So, it's like it's barbershop, photography studio, studio, and a lounge.
1: Yeah, so all really geared around the same thing. So someone who's like a a rapper may come and do all of those things. Get a new tattoo, get a haircut, uh, record something in the studio, and get their pictures taken. Exactly. Exactly. One yep. stop shop. And you guys are moving over to Germantown. Yes, we're actually moving to uh, around Fox Street, around Fox and Huntington Park. So talk about that, uh, that come up. Like, mo- from getting to the point where you got the first studio, it's, oh, I'm sorry, what? It's UE U- Suites? So yeah, UE Suites. UE okay. U- Suites, yeah. Alright, UE Suites. So from the time you get in there to working with all these different artists and really building up your name, your reputation, building, you know, really like a business for yourself to the point where you decide, you know, this place is now too small and we need to go somewhere nicer and better and in a completely different part of town. Like how did, how did you make that transition? What was that like?
2: So it, it's just, it's really a business decision that you have to make and you are still taking risk and everything. So it's like, we, we, we decided, okay, well, it's time to do something different. It's time to have something newer and you, you learn in business to keep afloat. You have to recreate yourself. So if you, if you're not constantly recreating yourself or staying above the curve, like ahead of the curve, like you, you're, you're going to be stagnated at one point and don't move. So what we do is we, we actually chose to, to get a bigger space and redo everything. And we always, every time we revamp, we always like go, go like three, four, five steps further. Like.
1: Mm-hmm. And in the middle, there were a couple of things that, go, that went on. So like this is the time period where
0: you and Rez met. Right. And how did that ha- was that Instagram? How did you guys meet? Nah, so it was a uh, a youth. Well, I mean, not, I guess not youth. A talent showcase that me and Blizz were both. Uh, we were both. Um, not, judging. Was that hidden gems? Nah, 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 nah. It was. Uh, so it's,
2: I can't do it by myself. Yeah. By Lucinda, Miss Bible Princess. Yes, she uh, had. She actually did. Philly a lot. Wonder
1: Woman. Yes, Philly Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> she actually the one does I went a lot. To? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, that was North Philly. Yeah. <laughs> so she
2: she does a lot with the kids, and uh, she 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 has a knack for bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when me and Rez met. You know, we was both judges for it, um, and we kind of like instantly clicked. We had the same vision and
1: understanding. You know. Okay. And when you guys originally started working together, I know you were an FL, you're still an FL studio guy, but you want you said, hey, Blizz, I want to work in your studio and he said okay you guys started working together he taught you pro tools you started recording these artists i think the the goal originally was to get to a point where you could record artists in this studio um you know like uh as your own entity or under the uh the ue name like is that still the direction you guys are trying to work toward
2: of course. Of course, the direction is always to be able to do what we love to do and make money from it. Uh, so that's really like the whole whole gist of it is being able to do what you love and, and get paid for it so that you can, you know, wake up every day and be like, yes, I like I like going, doing what I'm doing. So that's definitely still the same goal uh, amongst other things. You know, we're not stopping there, you know, and, and, you know, sky is not the limit. It's further than that. So that's
1: how I look at that. Okay So Rez What is What has your experience Been like in this time
0: period uh, From start to finish Well I mean not finish Right It's not yeah, <laughs> We're no over right now <laughs> dude. Step out Not just <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah So my experience At the beginning I was uh, I guess I was pretty closed off Even though I said I wanted to You know When, when I moved to Philly You know To, to work with other artists um, I was still kind of Closed off And I think um, Me co-producing One Beat With Bliss It really took me to the mindset of like, wow, this is much easier than it's ever been. You know what I'm saying? Like the vibes, they just check out. Um, Vibe checks pass and everything like that. Um, But, you know, my experience has been, you know, I had a little bit of money saved up when I moved to... um, when I moved to Philadelphia and I was living off of that so I was just like you know I have enough money saved up to really um, get me through to being profitable for my music so that I have an income and I can live off of it um, and we found out that music is a very hard industry to
1: make was, a real living on it was my biggest lesson we, we were was, talking about this the other day like the Spotify streams like how many Spotify streams you would need to actually make minimum wage what it's like uh, the,
0: like the poverty line you yeah. know like if your expenses are a thousand per month so twelve thousand a year um, it would take seven million streams a year to do that lord
2: have mercy yeah that's yeah. why you can't rely on streams you
0: know? no. <laughs> no you have to rely on merch sales on shows on appearances walkthroughs that kind of stuff yeah that's <laughs> music genius i've been waiting to bring that
1: up the music genius brand so you just came out with that
2: yeah yeah definitely just came out with the music genius brand it was something i just like it was like man i want to do something different actually i got into shirts you know what I mean a little bit just for my kids though so I, I started a certain shirt company, uh, to be able to like pass down to my kids, create generational wealth. And I was like, Hey, like, I need to start this and get some things kickstarted and going. And I went to this class that was over a weekend. They showed me every which way you can make a shirt and even showed me how to design certain things. So I came up with my own design and voila, you got the music genius.
1: You know, okay. Music. You designed it yourself. Yes. How'd you pick the font?
2: I just, like, was sitting there, like, bored, for real. Like, it was just like, <laughs> well, um, I was just going through different things, and I, I was trying to be as simple as possible. That's how, how I came up with it, and I was like, hey, like, I just came up with it and then you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I was wondering about the font because I do graphic designs for people, and people, that is, like, the pickiest thing, like, people get up about, you know what I'm saying? It's like. Right, it's like I make art for you all the time. That's that's one of the I can't I can't pick a font for him. I have to have him pick his own fonts. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and we figured out a system. It wasn't what it used to be. I I just well, honestly, no. What we did last time was we just went through a page, and then looked at all the fonts and we're like, oh, these are the top five, and we picked among the top five. But there's always two that I have an aneurysm over because they're equally as good, bro. (laughs) It's the worst thing. But font, yeah, like don't sleep on font, man. Like it really changes the mood. Yeah, there are, um, there are
1: different kinds of people. Like I was working with RK Bottom Line. And with him, I can more or less like send something with a font. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Like, with you, you got to see 10 options.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just Rez. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Rez wants to, he wants to sift through things and so make sure it's right. It. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool. Because yeah. that makes him who he is. Don't but, you sound know. like,
1: like if, uh, if someone didn't like something they just didn't want to say something and then they're unhappy and then I just don't know and they don't work with me again because that's like, I don't know whose fault that is. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Right. But no, mind,
0: you, mind you, sometimes it's... It's a little bit too much, because I know when I'm making beats and I'm picking sounds, sometimes I had a perfect sound at the beginning, but I thought it could be better, even though there's no better in the realm of music it's all subjective really so i end up taking a lot more time than i need to and that's actually where most of my time goes in beats because i got the drums you know i got everything down pat it's really the thing that changes is the sound selection and everything so i think it's a good thing and a bad thing but thank god it's there because i know i'm picky for a reason it's like people who, who
1: talk about like oh i'm such a perfection there's no such thing as perfection no. you're never going to reach it anything no. <laughs>
0: It's just rolling with what you got, man. Really? Yeah, exactly. It's like people who uh
1: who can never release something or take forever to release something because they're not happy with it or they're not satisfied with it or they want something more with it. And, you know, it's it's like put something out even if it's not perfect. Like people want to see you grow. They want to see the story. It's like, uh, Rez, what was your first project? Is Wavy um, with running the bands and all that. What was that called? Undercurrent. Undercurrent. Like, if you never release...
0: Oh, my God. By the you way, we so need to, we need to tell the people what WayVa is. Okay, so WayVa... The grand reveal.
1: So, Resonant is the music producer. WayVa is the rapper... Uh, it is all, all the same person. Wow,
2: you yeah. have you have a different. Oh, okay, you yeah, ego here.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> thought you knew that, bro.
2: I, I didn't. I didn't know Wavy though. I, I know yeah. but I didn't know about Wavy.
1: Interesting. Yeah, they were, I uh, might have
2: thought it was a joke. I don't know.
1: I, I'm <laughs> not actually, say, there's no
0: way that I have an actual on. Instagram account for bro. Word. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, but, man. But I don't think you've touched that thing in like a year. <laughs> I actually just checked it yesterday for the first time in three months. Well, I stand
1: corrected. I mean, hey, yeah. look, you're, you're two months. Sorry, it. it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You post something on there. Uh no, I just checked it. I just okay. I just checked the DMs. That was our first see if real I caught any fish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. We uh, that was our first real experience with like trying to grow a social media page. We got up to like 4,000 some followers, but it, none of them were like real followers. Like none of them c- actually
0: cared. Yeah, I mean there's a way to boost your following on Insta without actually having the followers follow you. Where it's good for numbers sake, but for you know, for the like, people actually it. looking at your shit. Spam liking and following. Yeah, spam liking and following or following p- famous people's Instas. Yeah, and then you just get like 10 people who follow you and five of them unfollow you and you keep five. I found out why, by the way. It's because they're looking at the recent followers of those people and then just following, hoping that they follow them back. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's something that we do, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. We'll, uh, what is the page go on, like Underground Hip Hop or something? I can't say because then they're going to use it. No, it's Underground <laughs> Hip Hop. Yeah, it's Underground Hip Hop. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, all kinds of, like tips tricks tactics there was something that i heard the other day though it was the difference between using like tips uh, tactics strategies whatever you want to call it and then competing on art like there are some people and you guys have both seen this right? right um in whatever sphere in life like somebody does something and even though they've been in the game 10 years less than someone else who blew up you know they seem to blow up very very quickly for one reason or another and I, I think of that as being the art, where it's they did something that had such word of mouth value that so many people found out about it very very quickly. You know, like when uh when the Popeye's chicken sandwich came out, like everybody talked about it, right? Like something like not not like everybody's releasing a Popeye's chicken sandwich, but like if uh, I'm making my own, man. Yeah, <laughs> this is not sponsored. But if uh, Popeyes, you want to shoot me some uh, some chicken sandwiches, I mean. so, some money. So it. I'm trying to think. I have a, a friend in Knoxville who, like, when TikTok was just becoming, a th- and it's still just becoming a thing. Right. Yeah. But I, is, so. I have a friend who got 200,000 something followers on there, like pr- pretty quickly. And it was because she was like, like she was like a cute girl, right? But she was doing stuff. Like she just like a very like character like personality. Like, um, everything about her was very, uh, inflated. I, I guess. Right. And it, it attracted people, so they uh, just kept, like, tagging their friends and, like, telling people, and people just kept attracting to her page. And you look at something like that, or, like, um, like, the guy we follow, like, Gary V, who he puts out stuff, and it's just word-of-mouth value, where you're like, man, I gotta, like, show this to my friend, or you're like, you know, this brings me incredible value, and you watch ten more of his videos, yeah. and then you follow him. It's like, there there's something to be said about the art, and then something to be said about, like, tips, tricks, and strategies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh I mean, mind you, Gary V. preaches the same concepts again and again, just in different ways to attract different followings to understand those messages, like be of your word, for example, might be the topic of five different videos that he makes, but maybe in one, he's with the rapper in the studio and they're talking game about it. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other might be he's talking to an athlete and they're basically saying the same exact thing. Um, I think um, I think what I see from him, what I digest is that having a core set of values and then just elaborating on them so different people can understand them. Um, and I, I think that's uh, it's very common in the music industry as well. Like, we have a lot of rappers spitting game, R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle, But, I mean, he's saying, like, his come up was because he stuck to his principles. And that's how he wanted people to judge him as a man. Um, so his songs all reflect that in a different way. Um,
2: so I, I guess you could say sticking to the principles is like sticking to your brand.
0: To your brand, yeah,
2: because like that—that's what I, I've learned and I've seen that people who actually like stick to their image and stick to what they represent. That's how they create the kind of following that they do. And I've also learned that that when you attach. Who you are to something that's trending now, that's when that fast like growth happens because you, you like you're attaching yourself to something that everybody's already talking about mm-hmm. and you're giving your specific, either your opinion or you're agreeing with that subject that like takes you through the roof. Like it'll give you that one video that catches fire and get that 10,000 views that gets you at least like a hundred, 300 like followers that time.
1: You build up your foundation and then once you have your foundation, people who know you for something that they were already familiar with and you have the Freedom to go out and branch off and do other things that you know maybe more experimental or more um you know some that you're not sure is going to work right right Just so and, that, and,
2: that, and that's that's I will kind of attach that for like
1: principle I guess so what uh what are your upcoming projects you've got the studio coming up in Germantown right when does that open up. Uh, we don't have an official date
2: just yet because we're still like kind of building right now. Um, but that's probably going to be like the beginning of February, between the beginning and the middle of February. Don't know exactly date, but we will have a grand opening. Um, that's coming up. Also, I, I have a lot of projects that I'm, I'm starting to like start in a sense. So, um, I have other stuff that's like in the making that's, it just has to like roll out. Once it roll out, it'll be look, it'll look like a new project, but it's actually something that happened last year. Um, and th- right now I'm, I'm a little more focused on uh, sync licensing, like being able to like put stuff in movies and commercials and get royalties for that, because that's actually, for a producer side, that's like the, the bang of the buck right there. That's like where you'll be getting checks and. Be sleep waking up. Oh my gosh, crazy! Like so, it, it's actually kind of a little better than like selling beats by themselves. <laughs> I would imagine so.
1: So that that sounds like something you'd have to be incredibly well connected for, because I'm sure that there are a lot of people competing to get into that space, and f- there are you know very limited amount of spots for any given project. Like for a movie, they may have I don't know, three, four, five different songs in there. Some, I mean, if it's a so big movie it could it, have like ten.
2: It's really it's not about uh you know. Like knowing people It's more as the fact of Just being able to understand How, to, how it works um, Because it's a total different Kind of like sound so like when you make beats you make beats for somebody to rap on but when you're doing something for a a movie it's like a mood you have to like create Mm. so if you learn how to create those moods and you know the the different places to submit them to you you have a good chance especially if it's it sounds like it's supposed to yes of course knowing somebody and being connected will actually help you get there a little faster
0: but the content's kind of different
2: right the Mm -hmm. content is definitely different and you have to you have to be able to tap into that so right now now the, the the thing that I'm doing is learning and, and really now I'm paying attention to movies and I'm like listening like if that wasn't there that would be like so whack so how did they create that and why did they make it like that so have you submitted anything already Uh, no not yet um, I've had already had one of my tracks in a, a, a independent film that actually in um, in Las Vegas won the uh, the best movie in the little uh I guess it's like, it's like a Grammys for like independent films. Dude, that's fucking awesome. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's like, I, I had that and I had the like the main, the main, like when it came, the movie came on, it was my track. Like it was like, it, it created the vibe, which was cool. And that's actually got me interested in it. Um, uh, and it, it's like a whole different
1: world though. Okay But it was Ty Birch By the way And you just give him A shout out That's all I was about to ask. I was even <laughs> say Like who's the director What's the movie Yeah it's when Ty it Birch
2: out? Um, It was actually Part of Lucinda You know what I mean Lucinda okay. actually uh, Was in In the movie. No, she had, she had kids in the movie. Uh, the name of the movie, I always get it messed up, but, um, and that's kind of crazy because, like, I think about it, but I don't, but I'm not even gonna, like, embarrass myself right a second. Already didn't. It's know a disable. movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's uh, nice. no, it's, it's, it's Betrayed. I think it's called a Betrayal. Betrayal. Because it's, it's actually about, uh, 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 the guys, the director, his son was actually in part of a shooting in Philadelphia that actually happened and he created a movie out of it that, you know, it basically, brought light to everybody who has kids and the shooting in Philly and all that. I wonder if that helped him process that at all.
0: It what?
1: I wonder if that helped him like process the whole event or. Maybe, maybe acceptance,
0: the acceptance part of it that that actually happened. And here's a visual representation. Right. Um, and also here's the aftermath. I think when you get, uh, you know, in songs, in theater, that kind of stuff, if you have an omniscient point of view, like if you can see everything happening, you know, the good guys, bad guys, whatever. Um, it helps you really see it from a detached perspective, like emotionally detached, like this is what happens. This is why it happens, that kind of stuff. Um, But I I think that's pretty interesting to turn an event, a traumatic event, into a movie for some sort of, uh, I guess... uh, Awareness. Yeah, some awareness and just, I guess, to make people feel better about the whole thing and process the event and whatever. So
1: you said you had a few projects going. You got the, um, you know, you're working towards getting your uh, music and movies. You got the shirts going on. You got the studio opening up. Is there anything that I'm missing? So I have a few artists. Uh, shout out to NN Quill. No,
2: that's my boy right shout there. Shout out. We just had, he, he just performed last night. Everywhere he goes, everybody just loves his music. Um, then, then I have, uh, Rain. <laughs> I almost called her her regular name. I have Rain. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's actually rolling out. I got a, like a, a brand company that's coming behind her. We have a meeting with that soon to have that. So I have like two or three, uh, like, uh, albums f- for artists that I, I work with that's coming out, and after that, it's really just just keep the wheels turning and keep the movement going because you know momentum is everything, and it's very scarce. Mo- momentum is jealous when you lose
1: it; it's like no, nah, I don't want to get back with you. Yeah, I mean it's everything in life. It's uh, you know getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you just sleep in, I mean you're not going to want to get up, and that sets the pace for your whole day. Yeah, yeah. For that's that's honest. <laughs> So you you have your hand dipped in a bunch of different pots right now, trying to trying to make something happen, trying to cook something up. Do you do you have a feeling that one is going to pay off better than the other? Because uh, the way that I'm seeing it right now is you're you're taking chances on a bunch of things, and then you know it's a numbers game at that point. Right. You do a lot of things well, and one of them is going to turn into success. Do you, do you feel like one of them is going to work better than another? I don't I don't stay like
2: focus in on it like that in a sense i'm like the the usual salesman i'm the one who fills the pipeline and the numbers game is going to work itself out and something's going to come out on the other end and you continue to do that and don't focus on exactly like which one is actually going to make it happen and you'll you'll blow your mind because next thing you know you'll be sitting in something and be like ah, wow that's actually the fruits of the labor right there
1: Enjoying the journey instead of trying to make predictions and control the outcome.
2: Yeah, the journey is everything. The journey is always and always will be everything. That's like, because once you get somewhere, you're there, but you got to start the new journey to wherever that's going to take you. So it's like, that's where you actually want to be focusing on is the journey and learning from everything that's going on. If if you're
0: so focused on a destination, and you're going to forget what's right in front of you. Yeah. And the fact that you've spent years trying to make your journey as enjoyable, enjoyable for you as possible. And that enjoyable is not just, oh, it's fun to do, but it's more so enjoyable because you know that it's give it's getting you in a certain direction. And not necessarily towards the end, but you're moving. You right. know what I'm saying? It's very
1: interesting because both of you guys are talking from a point where you are years into the journey. And for anybody who's listening who ha- is, has not gone years into the journey yet, who may just be starting out or may be considering starting never out. never too late. It, it's It's just, you know. It's got to feel daunting when you're In that kind of position and you don't know How long it's going to take but you've got to have that mindset Of it might take 10 years it might take 20 Years it might take my whole life and I might Never get it and that's okay because It's not the destination so That's where
2: me I focus on You know having a a tough mental State you know being able to be tough mentally Because it's really up to you If you look at a lot of things and you study a lot Of success and things that people Actually when they achieve certain Things it's, it's up to you and how hard you grind because it's really a certain level of sacrifice that we as people sometimes don't want to take um, but you see the people who sleep in their cars and become you know the best actor out there is because they sacrificed it all to where as though they backed themselves and burnt the bridges behind them to where as though it's nothing else but creating something so you can think that it's going to take ten years but that's just you giving yourself that long of a time to like to take that specific kind of journey yeah it's things are going to take you off track but it's really on how we react and stuff so like a lot of times i'm telling res different things like especially like when we get into the studio it's certain things that i learned before i'm like i I was in the same mind state about how much i'm supposed to charge you know like oh well you know people don't have money but then what i what i learned is you know when you have to make that amount of money because you have to pay bills that's when it makes sense and that's when you'll find the people who's willing to help you. Do that because they want what you have. So you'll you you can raise that level of, you know, uh professionalism, professionalism and actually charge the price that you're supposed to be charging because it's not about the people who don't care enough to want to invest in themselves. And that's what you'll learn that the people that's successful in like the baby right now, like if you think about how he got there, he invested almost a, a certain amount that a, a a record label would invest in themselves. He did it from the street but he was he went completely broke doing that and that's how he kind of reached where he reached because he was sacrificing and he was he he knew to um, have the 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 courage to be able to say i'm I'm all in. I'm gonna do it off myself, so it's up to you on how you move with it. You know what I'm saying? It's up to you on the mindset you have and how much you're willing to sacrifice.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So your go-to well is the baby your go-to example. That yeah, that's one of the
2: examples um, that I that I have mm-hmm. as far as like the success situation.
1: I was wondering because uh, Rez and I always go to Russ as our uh, like go-to success example because he released like 98 a hundred songs, something like that, right. before he got one that actually caught steam and then you
0: know blew up and like people knew like oh russ yeah it's it's taking mine taking, taking in mind that the sheer volume of what he released it built on each one built off the next right obviously there was one that popped off but um he thought like man i have a
1: one percent uh success rate may as well make a hundred
0: yeah 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 not only that the money that he got from each song kept growing and retroactively kept growing too so song one released not a many streams song, two released, more streams on that song, but also more streams on the first song, and then they keep building off each other. It's kind of like a, a little foundation. And that's why um, we've been releasing
1: on. like three beats every week on YouTube because, you know, we're, we're getting like one or two subscribers every week, but over time, one or two every single week adds up. And then you have a few hundred, then you have a few thousand. There you, you go. You know what I'm
0: saying? And then people start talking about you because more people know about you. Right? It's good we created this system, though, um, before I got more obligations in my life because I think. Um, having so much free time when I just moved to Philly really helped me like, well, I mean us just define a process that is like, no questions asked. Like this is how the beats are getting put on YouTube. Um, this is what yeah, the information. Systems. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's gotta be a repeatable process.
1: Cause if you can't be consistent about it, it's like, dude, it's what we learned when we were doing door to door sales. It's it, if you
0: do something great today, it doesn't matter if you can't repeat it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly what's five sales one day mean if you get zero is it, you get zero the next you know what I mean
2: hmm. that shit
0: is it's, it, that is like
2: really like <laughs> that's like hard for me you know I mean I, I did I did that and I was like I can deal with rejection but it's like I, I'm hard on myself you know what I'm saying so it's Everybody, like is, I man. just like, like nah man I gotta do the same thing or, or even better
1: yeah, and that's why you got to surround yourself with the right people because yeah. when you're hard on yourself, you got to have people because you, you got to have the right people who are going to be uh easier on you or not easier, I guess, but like tougher wh- where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah, who are going to strengthen you, help you overcome adversity, m- like put that positive voice in your head and uh build you up. I I think of it as like you you live life in a spiral. It's whether you want that spiral to go up or down. Right. And I think of it as like a cliff. Like you can either like help someone up who climbs up and then helps you up. And you guys just like keep building together or like someone who like doesn't pull their weight and they drag you down and then you fall down and you pull them down. You know, it's like everything in life is uh is momentum. Like you were saying,
0: not only that, I think it was a, it was a lesson that I internalized. It was uh, not too long ago when we were actually sprinting, Matt, Mm -hmm. Uh, we were sprinting together. We were just doing some workouts and stuff. And uh, you kept telling me that, right before I hit the finish line, I started stopping every time, every single time. And I only corrected it at the end, which, you know, I mean, it was my habit, to be honest with you. And I think once I corrected that in such a tired state, it really helped me uh, internalize something in my subconscious, which is, it means nothing. If once you're reaching the finish line, you get slow in anything. And, uh, yeah, if you stop right before the end, yeah, exactly. Um, and as to, that's to say the momentum, you know, how are we using our momentum now that we have it rather than letting it go? Because it's easy to maintain a sprint if you're already maintaining a sprint. Mm-hmm. But if you're slowing down, getting faster after that's a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, you know, we were doing, a, we were timing ourselves and seeing who could get the better
1: times. And I told we it was like the first four he should have won three of them, but he only won one because he kept stopping first,, wow.
0: yeah, I was like slowing down before the finish line rather than crossing the finish line and then slowing down after. yeah, you can apply that to anywhere in life, really, yeah. That's,
2: that's 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 that that meme Where they have the guys with Digging the for the gold mine, g- g- Digging for the diamonds That's exactly
0: what I was thinking And of.
2: one guy turned around And was like Forget this
0: the <laughs> And the diamond's like right there The
2: biggest diamond is right there It's like yeah right. But you worried about Looking at what everybody else has yeah.
1: Straight up Alright man we're, we're gonna start wrapping this up My name is Matt Young This has been Hip Hop Entrepreneurs We got our co-host here Rez At Resonant If you wanna shout out the handle
0: at r-e-z-o-n-e-n-t on twitter and instagram i don't know why i just sound like a robot but <laughs> a little sorority girlish too <laughs> depends on what sorority. <laughs> blizz
1: give so, them uh give them your name your uh your handles where they can find you
2: it's blizz got the beats man the the handles is at blizz got the beats everywhere on facebook instagram youtube all those things there you know all right one z
0: in that bitch yeah it definitely is one z. Saying, yeah z.
2: Uh, but you know people you, they find it anyway you know mm-hmm. they find it anyway so yeah it it's an original name
0: that. i'm yeah. sure
1: there's not a blues got the beats out there with ness no <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: there's a dj rez
0: we're gonna have to kill that dude Ooh, competition
1: all right guys thank you for listening thank you for watching peace out we'll see you later